Hello and welcome to another brand new episode of the Yashoda Health Podcast brought to you by Yashoda Hospitals. I'm your host, Dr. Lakshmi, and our topic for the day is Paving the Path to an Amputation-Free India National Vascular Day 2023. This special episode aligns with the year's theme of Awareness for Amputation-Free India, emphasizing the urgency and importance of addressing vascular health issues. Joining us today is Dr. Devinder Singh, Consultant Vascular and Endovascular Surgeon at Yashoda Hospitals from Somaji Buddha. Welcome to the program, Doctor, and so good to see you again. Thank you. So let's begin by understanding the significance of National Vascular Day. Why is it important to have a dedicated day to raise awareness about vascular health issues, Doctor? Well, it's a very special day for us, 6th August, because on 6th August 1994, few of the eminent surgeons, they sat together with the vision and mission, and then they formulated Vascular Society of India. The reason of the disease burden, we have so many patients with vascular disease suffering all around, much more than heart disease and brain disease. And they were neglected, amputated, and probably uh, left to dying off because of the complications. Understanding the fact that, you know, we have maximum population suffering from peripheral vascular disease. So there was a need for an independent separate specialty of vascular surgery. And that is how on this particular day, uh, 6th August 1994, we formulated Vascular Society of India. Amputations related to vascular conditions are a significant concern. What are the primary causes of such amputations and what preventive measures can be taken to minimize them? Most important cause or number one cause for an amputation is diabetes. Unfortunately, we are the capital of diabetes. Unfortunately, the state we are sitting has the maximum number of load of diabetes. So, diabetes remains the number one cause for uh, amputation. Then we have other uh, comorbidities, patients having heart problem, patients having hypertension, patient who smokes, patient who otherwise fit, but they undergo some kind of a tragic accident where some blood vessels cut and they probably would go for an amputation. So overall, there are so many factors for an amputation, but diabetes high on the rise and number of amputees with diabetes are many. One limb is lost in 20 seconds. So this is a phenomenally very, very high prevalence and incidence. So for individuals already living with vascular conditions that might lead to amputation later, what steps can they take to reduce the risk and ensure that they receive timely and appropriate medical care, doctor? We must understand that diabetic, diabetes is an independent risk factors and patient who undergo a diabetes of one limb. In another three years, probably he is bound to lose his second leg. And most disturbing part of this story is in five years, they are going to have a mortality or a disability because of coronary artery disease or a cerebrovascular accident. So we must have to know about the vascular risk factors, which includes history, family history of coronary artery disease, diabetes, hypertension, patient who otherwise obese, sedentary lifestyle, those who smoke, take alcohol. These are the set of patients. We put them in vascular risk factors and these are the patients who requires a regular screening we have to put these patients in a regularly, regular screening program so that we should not miss these patients. If they have any issues, we should we try to pick them up and try to you know give them a, uh, whatever lifestyle modification, whatever medical therapies, because 90% of these patients, if they are early diagnosed, we can able to maintain them with 
pure medical therapies, only 10% of the patient would require some kind of a procedures. So it is basically awareness and picking it up early is the key for the treatment. Peripheral artery disease is a significant contributor to amputations. How can we raise awareness about PAD symptoms, risk factors, and the importance of early diagnosis? We have to understand that peripheral vascular disease is a polyvascular disease, and any patient suffering with heart disease, 30% chance they are going to have a peripheral vascular disease. Any patient suffering with cerebrovascular disease, 20% chance they are going to have peripheral vascular disease. Any patient suffering with CKD, chronic kidney disease, they are bound to have underlying vasculopathy or they are bound to have underlying peripheral vasculars. And patient who is otherwise having a vascular risk factor. So these are the patient we have to probably uh, keep them under loop and surveillance and screening program because these are the patient who are bound to have risk of amputation is very, very high. We should be alerting them by regular, you know, calling them for follow-up, by checking them, by, you know, by advising them uh, to maintain lifestyle modifications and probably keeping them under loop. And to a large extent, I think we have to have more and more awareness program. We have to have more CMEs. We have to educate the population. We have to tell them that this is how... Uh, it happens. Recently, we, ha we have faced a challenge of COVID where the maximum death and disabilities were because of the vascular uh, illnesses, because of the vascular issues. So we have to tell them that, you know, we can again have these challenges in future. So we have to be a little adult and we have to keep educating the people. I'm sure in rural or underserved areas, access to vascular care might be limited. So how can we address this issue and ensure that all communities have equal access to preventive measures and treatment. Yes, of course, it was a challenge initially, but now, you know, we have entered it. We are going to enter the third decade of our society. We are more in number. We have a good network all around. And most of us go to the, you know, periphery for our CME programs. Most of us go for camps also. We have regular visits. So I think this is one of the most important thing that we should reach out to them, we should tell them, we should go to them because unlikely they are going to come to us unless until there is a major issue. So we have to go to them, explain the basic of peripheral vascular disease, educate them, also speak to the local doctors there to have more and more meetings, CME programs. And I think that is how we have to have a connect with the people so that once we develop a connect with the people, uh, we can pick them up very early and we can probably avoid uh, complications due to peripheral vascular disease. I think that's an excellent way of addressing this issue, doctor. So as you've mentioned earlier, diabetes is often associated vascular complications leading to amputations. How can we promote diabetes awareness and effective management to prevent related complications? Well, first we must understand the fact. We should not shy away from the fact and the fact is Diabetes remains the number one cause of amputation. If the patient undergoes amputation, there is a risk of other leg getting amputated in three years' time. So we should be knowing the fact. And since India, our country and our state has maximum number of diabetic, so there is no reason that we are not going to have these uh, uh, problems. We are definitely going to face these uh, issues. We should be working together with the other healthcare uh, support systems. We should be working very close to the diabetologists, physicians, surgeons, and to other areas. We should 
definitely develop some kind of a networking so that if the patient having a diabetes for years together and they are prone for having uh, kind of a diabetic related uh, vascular issues, we should be trying to pick them early so that we, 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 we should be able to manage them very early. I think the best way would be to discuss with our colleagues, to discuss with uh, our paramedical staffs, to our health cares, and then uh, I think that's the best way of uh, addressing this uh, uh, global uh, uh, kind of, a, I would say, a kind of an emergency because now we see a lot of people losing their uh, limb day and night. But when amputation becomes necessary, how can we improve post-amputation care, rehabilitation and prosthetic support for affected individuals, doctor? That's very important because, you know, amputation is a very tragic and traumatic event. It is not only for the patient, but for the family as well as for as a health professional for us also and of course for the nation also because we are losing a person who otherwise fit and can do a lot of work. So I think rehabilitation has made a tremendous improvement in the present scenario. We have seen patients from Jaipur foot. Now we have advanced to sophisticated footwears, sophisticated you know, prosthesis where they are very lightweighted. We, we, they go into the kind of a physiotherapy mode, rehabilitation, they get back to their work very quickly. So definitely we have a very robust kind of a rehabilitation program. And then I would stress that, you know, we should focus also more on rehabilitation of the patients because just taking care of the patients, then probably doing an amputation and then leaving the patient will not solve the problem. I think we have to also be a little concerned about their psychology the emotional disturbance what they will have. So we should be having more and more rehabilitation center where we can educate them. We have seen patients who otherwise having a bad diabetic foot suffering months together, years together, not able to walk, but still they are carrying on. These are the patients, I think, if we have a good rehabilitation program, if we have a good prosthesis, we can tell them that, you know, uh, it is better if you can get the Thing removed and be on a very good prosthesis so that you can lead a healthy life and as well as you can be of your own. As vascular health is closely linked to lifestyle choices, what strategies can we implement to encourage healthier lifestyle and reduce the incidence of vascular conditions? We must understand the risk factors. A big no to smoking. Tobacco in any form is a kind of a poison for blood vessels. Alcohol I would say no. Sedentary life, definitely no. Obese patients, obese population probably, I think it is time that we should get aware of this. Atherosclerosis starts very early, that is deposition of the fat in the blood vessels and that is how the whole uh, series of events starts. Atherosclerosis would start in every patient. It gets more and more wild and progress to a large extent after 40 years. So one has to be very careful after 40 years. We should avoid these atherosclerotic process to progress further by lifestyle modification. Lifestyle modification means if you are smoking, quit smoking. If our diabetes is not under control, we have to keep diabetes under control. We have to uh, keep our blood pressure under control. We have to keep visiting our doctors if we are suffering from coronary artery disease, cerebrovascular disease or chronic kidney disease because we have to have our screening and surveillance keep going. And if suppose 
the most important thing which I want to stress upon is the exercise. Exercise remains a very good tonic for the blood vessels. We have to exercise daily. We have to take out time in our busy schedule and probably uh, work, uh, do some kind of exercise because lifestyle modification alone can reduce the risk of major complications. Lifestyle modification alone can treat peripheral vascular disease up to 90%. It is only the 10% where the patients will require some kind of a intervention and admission in the hospital. As technology and medical advancements have the potential to transform vascular care, what role do you see technology playing in preventing amputations and improving patient outcomes, doctor? We've been seeing a major breakthrough in the technology. Earlier, there was kind of no option treatment. We remember when there was a uh, era where there was a gangrene of the foot, we used to call all the patients as Berger's disease, PAO, and the only available modality at that time was an amputation. Things have changed because of understanding more and more, because of the diagnosing therapeutic uh, improvement. We started classifying this disease. Now we see very less TOs or Berger patients. We see more and more other kind of uh, atherosclerotic disease and vasculitis and so and so more. There is a significant amount of uh, progress in vascular uh, managing vascular diseases also in terms of diagnostic procedures and as well as therapeutic. In therapeutic, we do have minimally invasive procedures in the form of endovascular treatment. Now, since we are facing challenges, we have more and more sick patients with us, diabetes, hypertension, kidney disease, heart disease. Sometimes these patients, they may not be fit for a major surgical open uh, procedures. So these are the patients who are otherwise probably can get benefited with the endovascular techniques. We do have angioplasties, stunting, we do have lithotripsy, we have different type of stunts now. So things have definitely moved to a next level and probably we see lot and lot more and more advancement in the vascular management. So remember raising awareness about vascular health and promoting healthier living and crucial steps towards achieving an amputation-free India. Stay tuned for more informative episodes on Yashoda Health Podcast. Thank you, Doctor, and thank you all for joining us today. And until next time, take care of your vascular health and stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you.